This is Simon Transparently Awakening the heart of humanity As we see beyond the lies And open our eyes to realize This is our time to rise Welcome everyone to another Simon Transparently And today I have the great pleasure to bring you who knows, will it be a conversation, will it be a, a dive into the unknown, but some of you may have heard a previous podcast with this being, friend, someone I've followed for a long time, some of you have seen me posting uh, some of his uh, reflections on love and life, uh, welcome Tiger Singleton. Thanks buddy, <laughs> nice to have you in my home. <laughs> So I'm just going to let you all know that uh, the way that I weave sometimes with some beings through being online and following them, and Tiger and I spoke about this briefly when we met this morning, but it was a surreal moment for me to, to hug Tiger in, in flesh, in person, in being, and, and just to feel him beyond online. But then weaving going well for many years, I've been inspired by this being. So I, I feel, uh, if, you, if you can see where you can see me, some of you, so there you go, if you see me, I'm, I'm smiling. I think I've been smiling since I arrived, would you say? Yeah, that? yeah, nonstop. <laughs> so thank you. Thank you for, yeah, thank you for all that you've uh, contributed to my inquiry into the, the playfulness of life. Yeah, it's amazing how that happens because I wasn't trying to. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, yeah. exactly. And isn't it yeah. funny how we kind of magnetize towards certain individuals, no? That they just, something pulls you and then there's like, ah, yeah. there's, there's something here for me. That's, that's the unavoidable play of energy. That it's always going to attract to a dance together. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Which means you can just stop trying and let it do what it's going to do. <laughs> stop trying to direct it. Stop trying to make it happen. Just just move. And trust? Yeah, well, when you see the, the underlying current that it's like it's already set up, then it's like, oh, okay, I'm not here to manage it. It's like it's already being managed. I'm here to play in it. And then when you play in it, then it does what it's supposed to do, which is to attract the like energy. It's like if you put it out, whatever you're putting out, life says, okay, this is what you're putting out. Okay, let's send this back. Mm. Yeah. Like if you're constantly saying, oh, man, there's no opportunity. Guess what? <laughs> That's what it's going to look like. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so there is a power. There is a power in the way that we're playing with that intention. Oh, for sure. For sure. Because it's like... The more you see the wholeness in life, right, like everything goes together, it's almost like a recognition I don't need to worry about it, right, because it all goes together, which creates this relaxation that's very open, and that openness flows in the wholeness, and then you just keep experiencing more of the wholeness. But the more you see reality as 10,000 separate pieces struggling to survive, then it's like there's all this opposition, there's all this resistance, there's all this I have to do it as if I'm separate from it which then you just get that sort of experience, which is fine because that's the play, right? That's what you're playing as. You're playing as a separate something that wants to struggle and prove itself as a separate something. Yeah, which is fine. And at the yeah. same time, I, I notice it's also not fine when you're in it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's part of the lesson. <laughs> it's like, how's that separation going, buddy? <laughs> yeah, yeah. How's the separation going for you? Yeah. How are you doing with that? Yeah, because it seems super important. Like when you're in the separation, 
And so you kind of want to fight for its survival until you realize you just don't have to and you can relax. Yeah, I said to you earlier, I've been uh, noticing my own little fight the last few months of resistance and yeah. dissatisfaction and, and yeah, falling into some uh, self-critic and judgment, you know, which over the years you have a, yeah, have a handle on, you see it, I notice it, I support others to notice this, and then it was like gripping me, and I'm like, what? And then I'm even aware of it, that it's gripping me, but I'm, yeah. I'm still in it, but then I'm resisting that I'm in it. And I'm like, well, why don't I just surrender to feel that for a moment? Exactly. And that, that's what I started to do. Like, okay, I'm feeling dissatisfied. Yeah. yeah? So what you're telling me is resisting the resistance isn't working? No. <laughs> <laughs> fighting, fighting the fight? That's yeah. not helping? Not helping. Oh, goodness. Yeah. Yeah. So when these things come, obviously, there's an invitation to just see. Just see that that's what's happening. And then when you hold space for it, it starts to untangle itself. But, of course, if you recognize a fight and then you fight the fight, you're just adding more fight. Yeah. Right? It's like violence, right? To resist the violence is like being violent with the violence. Like, let's just relax and see a little bit more clearly. And then the violence dissolves on its own. Yeah. Which is so beautiful. Yeah. Because again, coming back to it's already, it's already done. Yeah. Yeah. Stop fighting it. Yeah. There's just a silence even just in those first few words, right? Because there's, there is something inside that wants to do now all the time. Yeah. Wants to do it. Wants... Like you said to me earlier, like, um, what did you say? The responsibility. Oh, it's my responsibility. And, yeah. and there is, I, I've felt that over the years, a responsibility to take care of my mum, a responsibility to, you know, help the world, a responsibility to, yeah. you know, support people to speak truth because we need more truth in the world. And look at the burden yeah. that comes with that. Like the tiny shift as it relates to taking care of your mom. It's like, is it your responsibility or is it your opportunity? Right? It's like, oh, I have this relationship and I get to put love and attention into it. Right? I get to honor this transition that this human being, is, you know, that brought me into the world is going through. It's like, oh, wow, what an opportunity. What a human experience. Right? Rather than I have to and it's in my way because I have so many other important things to do. Right? Yeah. Then the whole thing just becomes a burden. It's adorably silly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, how we create these burdens, as you call them, this yeah. weight that we're carrying now. And <clears throat> so much of this, uh, let's call it the inner inquiry or the playful, the playfulness of looking inside. <clears throat> you often call it the absurdity or, you know, the, the ridiculousness. Yeah. You know, you know it's some of the words. Sometimes. The adorable insanity. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that we are, you know, we some, you know, Rumi Nov says that all we have to seek is to uncover the blocks and barriers we've plastered on ourselves. Exactly you know, it's the that. same message, you know, of like yeah. what what have you plastered on? Oh, I've plastered on this uh, this is my responsibility. I must do this, I must do that. I'm nobody if I don't do this. I'm unworthy if I don't do this, right? That's what we're plastering on. Yeah. Yeah, it's adding so much to the equation, which is adding to the complexity of it all. And it's all so profoundly simple. It doesn't need all that complexity. But we need that complexity in order to survive our own sense of self, right? To tie it all together, to keep it alive. We have to have something to think about. <laughs> and so we have problems to think about. And to solve. Yeah, which kind of makes us feel important. 
the great trap of being human, wanting to feel important. Mm. <laughs> Which to me is just simply saying, I want to be God. <laughs> I want to be the one in control. I want to be in charge. And, and if we let go of that wanting to be in charge, we kind of fall into the godlike energy of just allowing. Because well, there yeah. is a sense of like, there is a sense of, you know, there's so much talk of drive, passion, success, achievement, go for, you know, there is all of that, right? Being yeah. in our conditioning that we're taught to go out there and make something yeah. happen, no? make an impact. Yeah. Well, again, even, even just that can be approached from two different energies. You know, one from I'm not enough and that will make me enough. And the other one from a place of play. Right. Right. Like, oh, I have a vision for something that sounds like a kick-ass time. Sounds like it could be fun. Like why I'm here on earth. Okay, let's go do that. Right. But there's no threat of losing my worth and value. Like if it doesn't work, it really doesn't matter. It just exists for the sake of play. And that's the thing. Most people, they're engaged in things in order to capture worth and value in the future. And so they're, they're playing games they don't even really want to be playing. But they think that it'll give them some prize. When really, the prize is to play. Yeah. Play the game that resonates. Yeah. Yeah, often when I'm <clears throat> sharing with others, I say, like, if they come to me for support or you know, going for a challenging time. And it's like, how would, how would you, how would you address this if you already realized you were whole and worthy? Yeah. Like one, one of my programs is called I'm whole and worthy, right? So it's like, so even if we're going to go and do some Kundalini yoga or meditate or breath work or whatever it is, what about you do it that you're already whole? Yeah. We, you know, would you still wake up tomorrow and go, oh, I want to do Wim Hof breathing for half an hour? Not because, oh, I need to do Wim Hof breathing exactly. so that I'm later on feeling whole and worthy. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, it's like getting up early in the morning. Why are you getting up? Because you're afraid of missing something or because you're excited to get started? Right? And see, and that's the thing. There's so many lists out there of, you know, 10 things to do to be successful or whatever. But what's the energy you're bringing to it? Right. Because if you have a list of things to do and you think, oh, if I do those, then I'll be worthy, then you're bringing that energy to them and you're just going to reinforce the sense of lack. Right. Because you get up in the morning with that sort of lack energy and then you're just in that moment saying, I'm not enough. Yeah, I'm not enough. One day I will be enough. Let's go. Rather than I'm already enough. This is my opportunity to play today. Let's get started. Yeah, it's beautiful. That's just completely where I got caught up in the last few months. Yeah. Like I was noticing, just so just some people listening notice, I don't know if you do, but I grew up here as a thief and a burglar and um, in an environment, quite, you know, hostile environment, if you want to call it that, but you know, quite poor and sort of started stealing to make money. So I always have this lack mentality conditioning. Yeah. Like there's a scarcity you know, and, and everything I was doing was survival. And, and I just noticed how that just still threads out sometimes, even though, yeah. even though I have an awareness of it, like you just said, uh, am I waking up still, okay, where's the next thousand euros coming from? Where's the next money coming from? Actually driven from lack rather than what totally. you so beautifully said. What's my opportunity? I love what you, the reframe is what's my opportunity to play today. And yeah. that will circulate energy, money, support, you know, synchronicities, as it has done for me. But I just re realized again in the last few weeks, like, 
I got quite angry, actually. I noticed ang- anger moving through me. I'm like, ah, you know, like <laughs> my past. You know, I went into a whole bit of a mind fuck about it, basically. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you're laughing. I'm glad. It's because, awesome. Yeah, because, you know, it, it's, but then to laugh about it is beautiful too, and to see you laugh about it. And, yeah. and, and for me to be able to share it and, and not take it so damn serious. Yeah. But that's where, I, that's where I was hanging out. That's, that's called welcome to being a human being, mm-hmm. right? That's part of the play. It's like when you go to a movie, you get lost in the movie. That's part of it, right? It, it exists so that you can get lost, but underneath you know that it's okay. You know it's just a movie. You don't always remember that, but you always eventually remember that. That, oh, wow, it was just a movie. Right. So there's this permission to get lost, right? We don't come to this dimensional experience to be Zen all the time. Like we go to the movie and be like, oh, I'm not going to let it affect me because I'm super spiritual. Right. No, you go to the movie to get lost. And so we come to be a human being, to get lost in being a human being. And all the while, it's perfectly fine. And there's just a great adventure that includes getting lost. Because in finding your way back is the profound insight that ultimately allows for a more joyful experience. Mm. So the in and out breath. You remember, you forget. You remember, you forget. High tide, low tide. And that's not stopping anytime soon. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And again, if you fight it, right, you add fight to it. It makes it a big deal. But if you step back and look at it, Right, like for example, you were talking about the last month, right? Being lost in that insanity. Now, in this moment right now, what does it matter? Yeah, nothing. Like nothing at all, no. right? Because you're totally here, present, you're whole and complete. Zero was lost. The only thing that appears to be lost is a story about something that was lost, right? Like, oh, this person didn't like me, right? It's like, yeah. well, that's not here right now. Yeah, I didn't make enough money last exactly. month. Exactly. And none of that's actually here right now other than your ideas about it. Yeah. In reality, the foundation of it all is you're whole and complete always. Yeah. And when you operate from that space, or at least can come back to that space more quickly, then you can re-engage, right? You're not like wallowing in it, right. which is going to reflect into your, your human experience and give you evidence of that, right? It's like you're going to find proof that I'm not enough because you're looking yes. for not enough, which is really interesting because it kind of self validates, right? Like if you say there's no opportunity or you say that bad shit always happens to me, you'll experience that. Yeah. And then we use that as evidence, which is kind of funny. Yeah. There's a, there's a saying with the, the pain, I call it the pain body. Notice this, um, it gets triggered, let's say, using that word triggered i know many people like that but you get triggered and then it selects provokes and distorts there's these like three parts or qualities that i talk about so you know it, it wants to get like you said justification clarification yeah. that the pain the victim that i'm experiencing the, the is is real yep. yeah and what you're always pointing to is like it, there's something beyond that projection of what's real right yeah but also recognizing that it's all incredibly purposeful, right? Like getting lost is purposeful. Forgetting your nature is purposeful. Getting pissed is purposeful. They're not mistakes. 
in the let me let me illustrate it this way. Back to the roomy thing, right? About taking off the blindfold. Within every human being is the fundamental craving that, let's say, says, I want to see more of what's true, which is also to say, I want to see more love, right? We can acknowledge that, right? If we get honest, it's like, wow, deep down inside, I just want to see more love. I want to see more of what's real and true. I want to see the magic. That's the fundamental craving. And so you're playing a game where life with life and life says, okay, I'm a hundred percent in support of you seeing more love. And so what I'm going to do is show you where you don't see love so that you can see more love, (laughs) right? Because again, you're not encountering a lack of love that's real. You're encountering where you don't allow yourself to see love, right? Like when somebody insults you and you get offended you put the barrier up to love, right? It says, nope, you're not allowed to receive love because you didn't support my imaginary sense of self-importance, right? But that's all just nonsense. When you recognize that what they're saying has nothing to do with you and they're just expressing their own journey, their own innocent misunderstanding, there's a compassion that opens up, right? Where you're not even touched by the insult. And it's like, oh, I don't need to be afraid of that. Out comes the love, Right, But you can't see through that barrier unless you get offended, unless you encounter your own blindfold so that you can see through it. So everything that pisses you off is life showing you where you have a blindfold on. Mm-hmm. Now, again, if you have a judgment towards being triggered, do you notice how when you get triggered, you're essentially saying, I don't want to see this? Yeah, yeah, you don't want to look inside or you, yeah. or, or, or you don't want to feel this. Yeah, yeah. It, it's when you reject it, you're essentially saying it's empty of value, right? It should not be, which is saying I don't want to look at it, which means I can't see through it, which means I can't see what's on the other side. Yeah, which means I stay here exactly. in the, the reality, the false reality that I'm creating based on the fact that I don't want to move through it. Exactly. And so what does it do? It says, okay, I'll come back later. <laughs> to show you again yeah yeah it, in a di- even, sometimes even in a different oh, variation absolutely. absolutely i mean it's it's always the same lesson but we get to see it from ten thousand different angles mm. and in the fundamental lesson is you're, you're fighting for your illusion rather than welcoming the truth yeah and the invitation is to see that you don't have to fight for your illusion it's not necessary just like seeing you don't have to hold on One, you can't hold on. Nothing can be held on to. And then the invitation is to let go and see that you're going to be okay. And then the next time you encounter it, you're like, oh, there's less holding on now. I've played this game before. This is classic in relationships, right? Through the journey of going through all the different relationships, you start to realize, oh, it doesn't serve me to hold on to this. It's actually there for the sake of play and enjoyment, not to secure some fantasy about the future where I'll finally be complete. Like the opportunity is now. Yeah, yeah. I love that. I love that you just brought in relationships. So, so feeling this space at the moment because I was I was going through my own relationship challenge uh, recently, and I'm like noticing how I go into this futurizing. 
Yeah. It feels like a conditioning. Like I, and love for me feels so free and open, and I have this kind of sense of that sometimes, and the conceptual understanding of that. And then I get into a, a container, and then I feel almost suffocated or confined, or like my love doesn't. It doesn't feel open. Part of the illusion story that I'm telling myself, yeah. but you know, like based on what you said. And then I go into this futurizing rather than what, what I love about you so much. Keep saying, and we're talking about today, play rather than just like I'm here now. Play why can't we play in love making in, in all making in, in, you know in just being together yeah. and, and I go and this, all this projection of the future what's it going to mean can I be with other women can I exper- Can I share my love elsewhere as well oh no and then I go and then I feel confined and I'm like Ugh! and then I want to run a mile yeah and that's when we start doing silly things yes yeah when you start putting yourself in a prison that's not really there. Right. And then you try and break out of a prison that's not really there. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and then years later, you look back, it's like, oh, actually, I was fine. Yeah. Yeah, I just got scared. I got scared, totally. Yeah. That's always the issue. Yeah. I got scared. Yeah, because I'd love you to talk a bit more to this. It's like... Because there's so many talks, right? I'm in this realm of, it's, they call it sacred sexuality, but what's sacred and not sacred, but, you know, terminologies, yeah. right? This world of tantra, open relating, <clears throat> some call it polyamory and, and so on. I'd just love, love you to touch a bit on that because there's this yearning, you could say, in the, in, the, in the human being to want to be able to freely express their love and share. But so much distortion comes in around jealousy and, you know, deceit and yeah. uh, betrayal and, and so on, which is also valid. As you said, it's all purposeful. It's valid. I'm not dismissing anybody who's <clears throat> experienced, you know, betrayal and so on. I know it's deep, but yeah, I don't know what comes up for you. But you know, because when we talk about this, this play, the moment here we are, yeah. you know, so much of that is the what even what I've been experienced the, the prison within the prison, the cage within the cage that we're we're creating. Yeah. So I don't know if like yeah, if there's something there just around that, you know, the freedom of free love. Can I say a disclaimer? (laughs) (laughs) Always. Um, Disclaimer being that I'm just sharing what I see from my own experience. And everyone's free to see what they see. But what I've seen in my own experience is an unnecessary importance put on relationship. There's been a narrative that we complete ourselves in someone else, right? Like we find that special someone, and then once that happens, then we can truly be whole. Then we can relax. And this creates a lot of anxiety about it not happening, which leads to an insane amount of clinging and hoping it happens which doesn't actually allow us to just enjoy our lives. Mm. And often with the people that I talk to, there's years playfully wasted trying to survive a relationship when really they could have just enjoyed themselves in themselves and let the relationship do whatever the relationship was going to do. 
put it this way. There's only one relationship that's actually real as a matter of pointing. And that's the relationship you have with yourself. Every other relationship, whether that's with a person, whether that's with money, whether that's with the past or with the future, because we're always relating, all of that reflects back the state of the relationship you have with yourself. And so this reflection of constantly relating with others is an invitation to heal the relationship we have with ourselves. Mm. But we're so lost in the idea that it's about the thing out there, right? It's about the other person, right? It's about the future. It's about the money, right? But notice this. Like, for example, I'm sitting in this chair. There's a, re- there's a relationship happening with me in the chair, Right, like say it's uncomfortable, say that it's seems to be irritating me. The only way that it can irritate me is if I'm already irritated. Right, it shows me my own irritation. Do you see how the chair has absolutely no power to irritate me? (laughs) Right, there's nothing in it that can inherently make me feel a certain way. Right, and so. As I'm relating with the chair, it is showing me what's happening on the inside of what I am. So I'm not irritated by the chair. I'm already irritated, and the chair's helped me see that. Yes. And so it's presenting an opportunity for me to be triggered so that I can deal with the real issue. But because we don't want to do that as human beings, we say to the chair, fuck you. Right? Like, you should be different. If, if yeah, we throw the chair out. Yeah. If only this, if only that. Right? And that's what we do in, like, relationship with other people. Is we get triggered, we get disturbed, we get scared, and we think it's because of the other person. Or we think it's about that relationship. And so then we do all this work trying to fix the relationship rather than addressing the real issue. And if the real issue was addressed then there wouldn't be that trigger. There'd be nothing to fix. Right. And, yeah. Yeah, and I'm curious, like, even if, if you face that trigger, situations that have been causing the problem will dissolve or not anyway, and you'll either make a decision based on that more uh, yeah. balanced, if you, will, if you will, space. The decision would just show itself naturally. Yeah, like, meaning that you're, you're kind of naturally part or not part, what, you know, whatever. That's what I'm pointing to, you know. It's not yeah. like we need to necessarily have loads of therapy or whatever. It's more like, oh, no, we're looking at ourselves. Oh, this doesn't feel aligned. Okay. Exactly. It becomes self-evident, almost to where it's not even a choice. It's like the choice has already been made, and we can either resist that choice or we can allow it. And this also points to like a dynamic in relationship where it's so funny how if there's conflict between two human beings who are relating and let's just say like intimacy partners, when you come to the point where I'm willing to let go of this relationship, that's when the real discovery happens, right? Because that's when we start getting really honest, Yeah. right? It's like when I'm no longer... holding on and I'm okay with it ending. Now it's safe to be honest. Yeah. Because if I'm afraid of it ending, I won't be honest. 
And that way, when you actually let go and you finally let the honesty out, it's like, oh, now I can connect with myself. Beautiful. That's the healing. Yeah. Right. The healing is I can come back to the sincerity of what I am without denying it because I'm afraid. And when you're no longer afraid to lose that something right in the world that we're holding on to, then you can finally be yourself. And again, this points back to the fundamental opportunity. We're not here to hold on to anything. Yeah, I love this. Yeah, this is relating so much to what I'm moving through because I just made, I made it, well, we made a decision like that we need to pull away from this because now it's feeling, you know, confined or controlled or like I'm not, I'm not feeling uh, playful. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just use that word. So, and it's not about, you know, you know, it comes into this thing. It's not about you, but then it's, oh, but it is. Do you not love me? And, you know, all these, again, these stories come in, don't yeah. they? And what you're speaking about kind of almost, um, I don't want to say dismisses uh, therapy or psychology because I'm all for that. But it's so interesting because it's like full responsibility to to take care of this relationship with ourselves and that everything is pointing us there. Well, that's how I'm receiving what you just said. Well, yeah. Everything's pointing us there. Yeah. And again, this only applies to the one. And this is so important that, like, for example, if I was in a relationship, this language that I'm using has nothing to do with the other person, right? Like, they need to see this. This is only for me. Yeah. (laughs) And so often, you know, we want to take this and be like, okay, this is explaining their issue. Right. No, it's never their issue. It's always my issue. Yeah. Right? So if they're struggling in whatever it's not a problem it's not a sign of them being unconscious it's just perfectly placed the real question is can i hold space for it and that's my opportunity that's my healing is to hold space for it for your for for what's coming up for you (sighs) yeah to hold and again it points back to letting go of them right can you allow them to have their experience rather than worried about how it reflects on you worried about how it's going to interfere with your plan right because that's still holding on to them yeah because it's hard it's hard to let it's hard if i'm thinking about myself of course if it's hard to let what's happening to them and not let it impact me that's the lesson right yeah yeah and again it's it's so beautiful that if it impacts you that is your perfect opportunity to go deeper And it's just, it's that simple and it's that simple, but we need to be aware of how much we don't think it's that, like how much we really think it's the other person. Yeah. And how much we then leave. But what you're, what I'm hearing, tell me if I'm hearing right, is what you mentioned earlier as well about this love. It's always wanting, it's always wanting to invite you, you know, you said to move through it, no? You said yeah. earlier, and then the love is on the other side of that. But if we don't, we won't. So that, when you're saying to me, it's an opportunity to drop deeper, are you saying that's another invitation to open as love? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, because again, when you get triggered, you'll notice this resistance that doesn't want to love in some way or another. And, and that could just be doesn't want to allow. Right. And when we ask, well, why? Why do I not want to allow? what does it threaten, right? It threatens what you're holding on to. And in so many cases, especially in relationship, it threatens the idea you have about the future. 
Yes. Right? Like, oh, no, I have this image in my mind, and I think that if I get there, then I'll be whole and complete. Yes. And now it looks like I might not get there. Yeah, I can't get there with this. Exactly. Exactly. So I need to control this other person. Yes. I need to not have them have their experience. They need to change. Mm -hmm. And then I start noticing that I want them to change their habits that they're highlighting for me, which I can't face. Or when I do face, I'm pissed. And then I'm like, they need to change. Or they need to, like you just, I love what you said, bring it, it's only my experience. Because I'd be like, ah, this is yours too. Look, Look at this insight I got. This would help you. Yeah. Yeah. But it won't help them. They, they may be needing their own different insight. Yeah. Well, the reality of the situation is we just don't know. Yeah. Right. Like, maybe it's helpful, maybe it's not. Um, yeah. But you're, you're free. You're already free. You're, yeah, you're already free. But again, this points back to kind of a fundamental challenge in, in just relationships in general is there's this undercurrent, this theme where this energy of trying to capture another human being, like this hope, this fantasy. And I think that this misses the real opportunity, which is to enjoy your human, right? Like the relationship you have with yourself, enjoy the life that you've been given, which is to do what you're here to do. And so many people are are afraid of doing that, that they look for some other human being to hide behind. Right, like if only I can capture this other person, then I won't have to deal with this sort of self-denial, this self-rejection. It's almost like saying, "I'm having such a hard time loving myself. I wish I could just find somebody else to do it for me." Right, and that works for about five minutes. Yeah, because you can't. I I can't even let that in. Yeah. If I can't let it in myself and really feel that love that I am, yeah. that I feel, even if it's pouring on me from another being, yeah. I, I don't know how to receive it. Exactly. Exactly. And it, it comes also with the misunderstanding that love comes from the outside. Right. And it's just an impossibility. To the, to the degree, I guess fundamentally, that you don't ever experience somebody else's love. You always and only experience the love of the one I am, the one you are. And we simply get to share our love with each other. But the moment you start trying to take love from another, you encounter an epic disaster. Yes. Because to take love says I'm lacking love. And so you'll find evidence of the lack of love as you're trying to take it. And then it looks like the other person's doing it wrong. <laughs> Which again is you're getting a reflect. It's like you're essentially talking to yourself. Yeah. Like when you're when you're telling another person you're doing it wrong, who do you think you're talking to? <laughs> this is why I love to watch couples argue. Is because as they're yelling at each other, it's so obvious that they're just yelling at themselves. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's really sweet. Yeah, I, I really like yesterday. I was driving back and I, I was going through this uh, this challenge, facing this challenge, playing with this challenge. I'm gonna remember this uh, reframe, and I was like, I'm bored, and I was like, I'm bored, I'm bored of myself yeah. in relationship. That's what came out. Yeah, and my brother was like, Well, that 
that's that's your problem. <laughs> you know, it don't matter what you do, who you're with, whatever. Yeah. What, what, what what difference does it make right now? Yeah. You just said to me you're bored with yourself. So that's where you got to. Why you bored with yourself? You know. Yeah. And then and then again, just it's it's just me. It's just me. It's nothing that anybody else is doing outside. Yeah. Yeah, this is really yeah. it's really juicy. I really appreciate the the, the way you articulate. That. I mean, the way you articulate anyway, but the way you articulate that because I find, you know, relationship. I don't know if many come to you or on your, your retreats and so on, but you know, relationship is everything. No, we're in relationship to somebody, whether it's work, colleague, you know, friends, lovers, yeah. constantly. So relationship is everything, and in you know, the cells are in relationship with each other all the time. And there's, it seems to be the conundrum and the challenge of the species from from day one. How do we relate? How do we show up and, and be harmonious? I mean, I support couples and sometimes the violence that is happening between them yeah. is, I'm like, but you tell me you love each other. Like, what's happening here? Like, that, like you, you, you're choosing to spend the last five years of your life waking up every day with this being. How is it possible that you could be that violent? Yeah. But as you're saying, it's not even about towards them. It's literally that they're missing the fact that that violence is going inside of them, that they're avoiding, yeah. they're avoiding facing. Yeah. You, you can't have external violence without internal violence. Yeah. And so if I'm being violent to another in appearances, uh, I'm just seeing my own self-violence. That's asking to be seen. Yeah. And it's going to keep happening until I see it. Yeah, this just reminds me, sorry, it's just popping up as you speak. It reminds me of uh, our last podcast that I, I captured a little speech. And do you remember you, you said, um, I think it was regarding war. We were talking about violence and you said, I don't see uh, war. I see um, beings asking to be loved, no? Was yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know if it was it's something, the, like something along those lines, but yeah. it just popped up for me now. Now we're just seeing you see the you know the craving for love, the the cry for help, the cry for love. Yeah, yeah. It, whenever there's any sort of uh, well, let's just say violence along any scale, it's it's stemming from an innocent misunderstanding. That's it. That ultimately assumes I'm unworthy of love. Yes. And you see this statement, I'm unworthy of love, is the root of all violence. That is a violent statement, right? To tell yourself you're unworthy of love, yeah. that's violence. Yes, of course. And so the, the deeper the belief in that, the louder it's going to become the louder towards yourself. And then ultimately it will spill out onto the surface so that we can see it. And then, as you said earlier, we're going to get confirmation, mm -hmm. justification, showing us how, yeah. how much we don't believe we're worthy of love. And then also when I, when I see it in another, it's not in another, it's an extension of what I am, right? Like when I see somebody else's violence that stems from this lack of love, it invites me to see my own lack of love that is also violent, right? In different degrees. Sure, it might not be as loud, but it's still there, right? It's, it's fundamental. It's, it's the primary opportunity to bring love. And so I don't see the other as operating separate from me. It's like, oh, they're, they're in this with me. 
It's like this is yeah. It reminds me that this is our issue. So would you? So you're saying that even on so even with, so whatever we see, even if it's you know we look out in the world and we see all the devastation and so on, <clears throat> that's ours. Even if we feel we've done a level of self work and we love ourselves and we're loving ourselves and we say and we're writing, we're writing books and telling people we love ourselves, but then we meet somebody who's showing us that they are being you know self violence. Yeah. That is ours still. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, because it's all one. It's all one. I can't see anything other than the one. And if it's all one, I'm not one. So it, it, from that standpoint, would you say it's not, it, it is possible for us to all end up experiencing love or it's not going to be possible in this play of polarities, in this dynamic? Love is what holds it all together. What happens in between is irrelevant. Because love is already holding it. Yeah, the saying love is all there is. Everything else is illusion. Yeah, love is what allows it all. Yeah. And so love is what allows your forgetting of love. There's no judgment of that. It's just loved. It's almost like life says, I get it. I understand. Right? And then, you know what a great analogy is? Like a child who's out playing with his friends and he gets his feelings hurt and then he runs home to mom and mom knows there's no real issue right kids will be kids and mom also knows that it's not true right what they're saying it's not true which essentially he thinks they're saying he's not enough right that's the whole issue and so he runs home to mom mom doesn't need to fix it mom just needs to hold a space that allows him to feel how he's feeling and then it'll resolve itself Right. As he's embraced in love, the confusion will unravel and he'll realize that I'm fine. Right. And then when he realizes he's fine, what does mom say? Okay, go play. Right. Go back out there. Yeah. Go back out there. Yeah. Yeah. Go back. Yeah. Out yeah. There. Go, go, go be with your boys or whatever. Yeah. Go play. Yeah. And, and this is, this is the, I guess, overarching theme of spirituality, which, which is a recognition of where home is. Like that space inside yourself, the stillness, where the truth is, so that you you know where to go when you get lost, right? But most of us as human beings, when we're lost, we're trying to go all places where it's not, right? In other people, in the future. Food. Yeah, and we think we're going to find it, but it never satisfies, it, which is the, the spiritual impulse, right? Like, what the fuck's really going on here? And then you go inward, and it's like, oh, shit. I'm actually okay. I just forgot. And so you become more and more familiar with that, that quality of presence and truth. And then uh, that becomes an integrated part of your life where it's just like, okay, if I'm ever lost, I know right where to go. Because mm. you, you've experienced so much energy playfully wasted, spinning your wheels going nowhere. Trying to control, going nowhere. <laughs> trying to hold on, going nowhere. And then you ultimately realize there's only one place to go, which is home. Yeah. Yeah, I'm hearing that, the, the saying of Ramdas as you speak, like we're all just walking each other home, if it was even him who originally coined yeah. that sentence. But, you know, and, and, and that home is within. Yeah. 
But if we keep running outside looking for it, it's never going to be there no matter how much we accumulate. And we've heard this now. We hear this yeah, all yeah, the time. Yeah. We hear people writing about this. It's, you know, it's not in the whatever, the 25 Ferraris or, you know, all of the status and the following. But it's so, it's so seductive, Tiger. Yeah. Or, or it feels like that. I speak for myself. It can be so seductive and, you know, can pull you around. But I, what I took uh, peace and, and um, relaxation in my body when you said that it's all being held together with love. Yeah. So you can't not be loved in that kind of unconditional space as you spoke about the mother yeah. anyway. Yeah. And then that's kind of funny <laughs> because it's like... Yeah, I want you just. I really want to bring this in a little bit. Tell me if it if it aligns, but you can share whatever pops up. Because recently you shared. Um, if you don't follow Tiger on Facebook or YouTube, then I really encourage you to do so. Because you know, not only is his content timeless in my in my opinion, but it's just you know it's there to be received. And recently you posted a few uh, posts around articles, if you will, around getting out your own way, play. But there was a lovely one that I, I reposted around, or I, I kind of renamed it a little bit, but do you want depth or illusion? Mm -hmm. And I don't know if that weaves in now, but it feels like it does. I don't know Absolutely. If, if you can just, yeah, speak a little bit to that, no? Yeah. Let, let's look at it this way. Fundamentally, being human is an adventure. And all adventure is a journey into the unknown. Which is also the opposite of safety. And with adventure there's fear, right? Fear of the unknown. Also part of the adventure is to not want the adventure because you're scared of the unknown. And so we have this craving for safety that avoids the adventure. And we try so hard to find the safety, whether it's in the Ferraris, whether it's in the future partner, we think that, oh, if only I could find the safety, then I could finally relax. But we're not here to relax in safety. We're here to go on an adventure. And that adventure is a depth into the unknown, right? Which is also to let go and to dive in to whatever I guess calls to you like whatever great adventure you're here to go on and that is where we're going to find all of the depth and the thing we're actually looking for right let me let me ask let me put it this way why do we say we want safety so that we can know all is well, so that we can know that it's okay to just be me, so that we can be super grateful for this human experience. 
comfortable. Exactly. You don't get that through safety. You get that through adventure. Because it's almost like saying, I'm looking for love. Right? Okay, where is more love? Behind what you fear. Right? Here comes the adventure. <laughs> if you want to connect with the more love, you have to be going you have to be willing to go into what you're afraid of because that's where you're gonna find it. And that's the paradox one on one. Exactly. Yeah. Now again, people are saying, I want more love, but they're just kind of sitting and waiting without going into the adventure. Right? Like waiting to be safe or thinking it's more safe to be waiting. But then it never arrives. And that can build resentment, frustration. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we think it's somebody else's fault. Yeah, caveat, a caveat of blaming. Yep. <clears throat> yeah. And so the, the depth that we crave, the love that we crave, is actually propelling us on an adventure to go deeper. And this depth, which is in yourself, starts to really kick off when you realize it's not out there. Right? I can't get depth in myself through a Ferrari. I can't get depth in myself through controlling another human being. Right? The only depth I'm going to find in myself is to let go of the world and get profoundly honest with myself. And again, to get profoundly honest with yourself requires you to let go. Like in the example of that post, I was saying the reason it's so hard to be honest in general when it's hard to be honest is because you have to let go of the other person, right? Because it's like, wow, if I'm honest, they might leave me. Right. If I'm honest, they might not like me. If I'm honest, they might say something about me I don't want them to say. Do you see how this points to the lie we live constantly and why do we live with that lie so that we can hold on and so I'm substituting the truth of what I am right my sincerity to hold on yeah. to nothing yeah so the fear itself is the lie yeah but at the same time the fear is a guide almost saying if you come this way exactly if you come play yeah. if you follow through over here you're going to tap into what it is you really want or you right. want to experience, but you're going to stay in your safety net over here, or what you called earlier for me, the, the prison within the prison. Yeah. And that builds the lie within the light. And then we see a whole reality, a whole dimension created from within the cage, yeah. the prison within the prison that starts to create all sorts of things, job opportunities and projects and so on. Yeah. And all along, that's what, that's what I took from your post as well. All along, there's just this uh, huge illusion playing out. One of my friends on the post, she said, this post has riled me up. It makes me want to rip off all my mask and rip off everybody else's. Yeah, she's super yeah. passionate about truth and so on. And she really goes into it. And she was like, she was riled up, you know, from the, from the reshare. And this is what, you know, you can feel it. I can feel it now because yeah. it's like, cause when you see it, you don't want to see it as well. You're like, exactly. fuck, I've been duped. I've yeah. been like, for the last 20, 30, 40 years. You know, and that's hard to face as well, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, because you have to see a lifetime of self-denial. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, why you've been blaming everyone else. Yeah, all that blame on everyone else. 
and you've been withholding love to everyone else in the world mm. as you're blaming them. Whoa, I'm feeling some vibration in my chest right now. Yeah. It's, there's an energy of like, and then, and then we wonder why love seems like it's lacking. Yeah. And in that space, it is because it's all in the lie or yeah, in the illusion. You're not letting it out. You're not letting the love flow. Because again, in order to let the love flow, you have to encounter your block to letting love flow, yeah. which means you have to get honest with yourself. And that's, and that's scary because it destroys the lie we're living. And so in one way, it's like, I completely understand. Yes. And if you're not ready to move it, that's fine. No worries because the pain will continue to build until you can't stand it anymore. I would just suggest sooner than later or else it's going to explode. Hmm. And do you, like, I'd love to hear, is awareness the tool that supports that and, and has supported you? Because, you know, you've, you've, you've found this awareness, if you will, found, with the how found awareness, but, you know, you've become more aware, right? Yeah. Like, was it, was it just through awareness and really like looking at this? Because you, yeah. you consider this stuff now, even when you share in your posts and <clears throat> if, if you're not already uh, checking out Tiger's stuff, but you know, you share what you're going through. Like I, I read your newsletters and you're like, ah, oh, you know, right now I'm pondering, you know, you get, you get pulled a little bit in there, but then you weave your way out. Or that's how I yeah. interpret your, yeah. some of your newsletters and so on. But like, is it, is it, is it just Awareness is enough because I've heard awareness is everything, right? We, it's all yeah. about awareness. But at the same time, we've got people teaching stuff around trauma, emotional release. I mean, I teach stuff about emotional release, emotional maturity. You know, again, I mentioned earlier breathing techniques, all these different techniques. But how would you describe them? Are they just distractions? Is that not all a doorway to awareness? Yeah. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah, awareness. Awareness is the only tool. Beautiful. And there's a thousand different pathways <coughs> to awareness. Put it, put it this way. There's a thousand different spiritual practices. But what they all do is invite you to be present. So the real spiritual practice is presence. It doesn't matter how you get there. You can do a silly little dance. But the answer isn't the silly little dance. It's the presence. It's where you end up, right? So whether you're singing songs, whether you're meditating, whether you're doing yoga, whether you're doing the dishes, it doesn't matter. The point is to come home. Mm -hmm. And so it's all an invitation to come home. And the awareness is awareness of what? Awareness of what's real and true, right? And, and what I point to is fundamentally is discern the difference between what you imagine to be happening and what is really happening. And for me, that's the whole secret. Yeah. Say it again to discern the difference between what you imagine to be happening and what's really happening. And do you notice how that invitation is an invitation of listening? Right? It's not an invitation to think, to accomplish, to do. It's an invitation for awareness, right? To step back, open up the blinders, 
and just see if you can see. I can see that everything that's giving me anxiety is based on what I think is happening. Right? I'm imagining it. And what's really happening? Nothing. And this is the truth always. What's really happening? Nothing. Where's this anxiety coming from? Is it coming from nothing? No. It's coming from what you think is happening. And always it'll relate back to thinking that what's happening means you're not enough. Does it really mean that? Or are you imagining that? Right? That's awareness. Whenever you get triggered, what do I think is happening? And you can say, oh, well, there's this happening, this happening. What do you think that means? And if you trace it back, if it's disturbing you, it'll always be that I think I'm not enough. I think I'm unlovable. Which, again, is always saying I'm not seeing myself clearly. If you're disturbed at all, you're not seeing reality. And that's the alarm, right? To be disturbed is an alarm. Right. If you're not disturbed at all, you're not seeing the truth of reality. If you are disturbed. Yeah, if yeah, if you are disturbed. Yeah. You're not you're, seeing you're not, so so when we talk about the the triggers and as you said you follow it all the way, all the way back because you know I do that and there's all these different terminologies for it now, no, in a child work or you know then there's now talk of the nervous system holding that information, but what is the nervous system holding? It's holding often a fabricated version of what happened as well, right? Because yeah. for example, there was a scenario where a a woman thought that her she was abandoned on a beach yeah and she was left by her family and then when she went out sometimes and she was in isolated places like on a tube or something like that she would get overwhelmed and have a panic attack yeah right now we would we were talking about this and we followed the thread and we'd like well i think it would be good if you speak to your mum and father and find out what happened at that point she went back and found out and told the story and then mum and dad was like we never left you yeah and oh on the beach we remember that you ran off, and you were about three meters away, but you ran off. Now, she was a three, three or four-year-old girl at that point. Yeah. So she ran off. She thought she had left the parents, and they didn't come for her. Yeah. They, they did. They were there watching her the whole time, and at some point, they called her back. And you know, yeah. But in her timeline, that was a trauma that was playing out for a panic attack now. Yep. But you, you would say the same thing. That was not thinking she was loved. Yeah. Right? And... Um, not worthy. Yeah, and, and here here's the beauty to that. Even if the parents said, I don't love you, I'm leaving. And left. And left. It still doesn't mean that. Right? <laughs> like, if somebody tells me, Tiger, I don't like you, that has nothing to do with me. Right? They're free to like and not like. Like, for example, if I paint a picture and someone says, I don't like it, do they not like my picture or do they not like the picture that they've created about my picture? Right? What are they seeing? Are they seeing what I created or are they seeing their creation of my creation? They're not seeing my creation at all. In the same way, people aren't seeing me. Everyone sees their own seeing. And so let them see what they see. 
Now, like if I if I paint a picture and I want other people to like it, I'm in trouble. For one, it's impossible. <laughs> and for two, it doesn't mean anything about you, even if they do like it. Yeah, but this flips everything, doesn't it? Yeah. Like this flip, like even as you're listening and for you listening in with us today, can you feel this? That like This really takes you into not only listening, as you just said, and for those that are listening to us today or watching us, whichever way you're, you're receiving this, like every time you speak and you share and the audios I listen, I speak for myself. I I have to listen to them multiple times. Like I, I can't even, I've told you this before, I can't even, I don't, it's not about following and consuming more of what you share. Sometimes I just go back to the same audio yeah. every single time. Like, Literally, you know, one that you sent out one time is the 30 minute audio. Yeah. I kind of just listened to that because each time you're pointing me to the same place. Yeah. Right. And it's to this space to listen to me and, and what is really, what is really real, what's really going on. Yeah. And, I, and I always feel spacious, more spacious when, when I listen to you, when I listen to you, because you do what some of us have done this for me, some beings in the past, be Krishnamurti being one of them, where he'd say stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, okay, okay. Am I, like, you know, my whole perception, yeah. my conditioned perception, because I'm very conditioned, right? And my conditioned perception of what is, is, is being deeply distorted. Yeah. And, um, and do you see that distortion, and this is so important, is an innocent misunderstanding. An innocent misunderstanding. And I don't beat myself up for that, but it's an innocent misunderstanding yeah. of, of what was really happening. Exactly. Or what <clears throat> things mean. <clears throat> or what things mean. Yeah, right. Like, again, if I paint a picture and someone says, that picture's ugly, if I'm disturbed, I think they're talking about me. Right? Right. Why am I disturbed? Because I'm not seeing clearly. Yeah. Which is just innocently misunderstanding. Which is an immediate invitation to be still. Yeah. What do I think is happening? Now, again, the reason this is difficult is because you still really want something. Yes. Right? It's like when you're younger, like a teenager or whatever, it's like there's so many things you want. Mm -hmm. Right? Oh, I want this and I want this. All in a hope of being approved of. Yes. Right? And these are clearly illusions. We've moved through those things, right? Or it's like, you look back, you're like, well, that was silly, right? I thought that was important, but clearly that's irrelevant. But at the time, it was life or death. Right. And so as you travel through the journey of life, you start letting go of these things. It's like, wow, I thought this was important. It's just not. And as you unburden yourself, as you take off those backpacks, it becomes easier and easier to just come back to presence because you want less and less and less. And that's kind of the journey where you want less and less and less until you realize you actually don't want anything because you have everything. And there's such a profound truth to that where like literally everything that's real, everything that's real, you already have it. You already have it. Everything that's ever been real you Everything that is real and ever will be real, you already, already have. have, which is the wholeness. Yeah, which is the un the unconditional. If we want to call it just words, I'm playing with here, but just for you know. Yeah. And 
and to know that I am whole and I am worthy. Yeah. Like, you know, right this moment, I can see, you, you know, I'm, I'm receiving a shattering of certain things right now that I've been holding on to. Yeah. Still, with all the choices I have, still with the idea that yeah, I am, I am going to get something from them. Yeah. And you just supported them to be shattered. Yeah. And that's been causing me. I've been causing myself distress around that. Yeah. Like you know, whatever. Um, just to give an example, and for people listening who know me, um, like uh, my online community is not doing well. You know, because I'm not putting any energy into it, and uh, you know, my partner and I left, and now it's all flat. You know, mm. and 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 I'm somehow a failure for that. Mm-hmm. You know, right? Yeah. It always brings up emotion. Now it's like, yeah. and I've been playing that fucking excuse me narrative out. Yeah, it's not real. No, not at all. Ah, we have to do a silly <laughs> little dance because it's the silly little dance as well, no? Oh, well, I mean, because yeah, just just that example, you, you can you can see that the pain is in the assumption that it means you are not enough. Yes, there isn't any pain in the reality of it changing. No, right? None. Like the chair. Exactly. There's no pain in that. The pain is only in the misunderstanding, Yeah. which is why I tell people, if you're hurting, you're misunderstanding. Mm. And if we can, if we can just allow that to come in, we'll see it as a doorway rather than fighting it, rather than trying to fix it. Right. It's like your pain is essentially saying you, you're rejecting yourself, right? That's what's happening right now. You are making excuses to see yourself as less than. Yes. If you're doing that, can you come home to yourself for a minute and give yourself a hug? Mm. Right? Because you're all scattered. Yes. Right? Your worth and value is here. It's here. You're looking for it here. And nowhere in the illusion can you just come home and be with yourself and see that you're the one you're looking for. Yes. Mm. Yeah. If you're just listening, I'm giving myself a hug. <laughs> if you're watching and you're seeing, ah, oh, like I really love. If you if you're really listening and hearing this today as well, please please send a message. Please pass this on. You don't have to, but like you know, to somebody might also benefit from hearing this. And same thing, if you can listen to the words that I'm saying, as if it's got to go out. I'm benefiting from this today. Me too. This is for me. Like, like. Meeting Tiger today is a is a is a big gift, uh, something I've wanted to make happen, and it's just woven together here in Portugal, and and I can feel emotion in me right now of just like really just seeing where I've been getting caught up, Tiger, in this last few weeks. It's been like, and you're just you're just allowing that to, yeah, you're just allowing me to really like see where I've been misunderstanding. Yeah. It's like shit, man. It's been a lot of misunderstandings, and it's been like impacting all of my dynamics now. Yeah. Like it's been impacting my work. I've been, I felt demotivated. It's been impacting my relations, of course, everything. And it's just been, a, it's play because it's just been a, a simple misunderstanding, yeah. huh? Yeah. And see, and here's what's, and here's what's happening. As you're clarifying the misunderstanding, you feel the love coming back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
so much. Like, that's what I said. I could feel it started a while ago, about 10 minutes or so. Like, the chest started going bomb, 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 you know? Yeah. It's like it was coming, coming back in. Yeah. Just coming home, though. Yeah. And even the emotion is just, a, for me, is always just a release of that acknowledgement. It's like, it just feels so, like, oh, here. Yeah. Present. And that amplifies the love that gets to be shared, mm. right? So, so you going through the misunderstanding was an opportunity to discover more love mm. <laughs> that now gets to be shared. <laughs> so hooray yes. for getting lost. Oh, yes. Yeah, it's even more is welcomed in. Yep. And so it's not that what I went through was without value and I missed out. No, it was on purpose. Oh. It was incredibly valuable. Oh, totally. Yeah, I can. And, and this is not the first time, huh? but, yeah. but it's, a, like, it's a confirmation again. Like, ah, yeah. oh, it's what you said at the beginning, actually, of that, that veil. Like, no, I need to go through there for me. Yeah. Oh, this just feels so like... Mm. It's, see, it's, it's such a revelation because it's like, wait, it's not true? Yeah. Yeah. It's not true that I'm not enough? Yeah. Isn't that like all we want? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like all the stories. And you see, oh, what I, what I love about this is oh. it, it's, it's not a belief, mm. right? It's not convince yourself. It's not an affirmation. It's what's true. <laughs> what's real. Yeah. Right? And this kind of gets us out of this idea that we need to make it happen. It's already happened. Mm-hmm. Right? It's like the truth isn't something that you get to. It's already here. Mm. Right? And so, like, fundamentally, this will be the truth for the rest of your life. Right? That all is well. Yes. And so, even though there will be, there doesn't need to be trying. Yeah. Yeah, which also, as you say that, I hear this saying, no, all is well in all of creation. You hear it. You know, I listened to Ram Dass and at times he's talked about everything's perfect, right? It's all perfect. Even, you know, the... When people say that, well, no, how is this perfect? You know, yeah. when I've even dropped that on some people, they're like, I'm sorry. No, it's yeah. not all perfect, right? Because yeah. at that moment, they're also not allowing that love in. Because if you allow this love in, you can see the divine design of it all. Yeah. Right? And when somebody tells me, I don't think this is perfect, and I'd say, well, that's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> because it's, it's incredibly appropriate in some instances for you to think things are not perfect. Because yeah, say again, sorry, it's incredibly appropriate. Appropriate, yes. For you to think some things aren't perfect so that you can investigate them. Mm. So you can see what's really going on. And as you see what's really going on, like behind the curtain, you realize, oh, now I see. Mm. But you couldn't get there unless you allowed yourself to think it's, it's not perfect. Yes. Right? So even the thought that it's not perfect is perfect. Yes. It's all perfect. Yes. It's not, it's all perfect except the thought that it's not perfect. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, all. All. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Mm. 
Yeah, I feel that just landing even deeper in the belly now. Yeah. And then we'll forget. Yeah. Then we play. But the one thing I wanted to say as well, you know, earlier, which I love, is that you say the challenge is the play. That yeah. you point to all of it being play. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> the challenge is play. And, the, you know, like you said, the forgetting is play. So that's what you mean when you're talking about it's all play, right? Today we're playing, you know? We're yeah. playing right now. This is play, yeah. right? Creating these talks, sharing ourselves, you know, you offering yourself to the world is play. You're not doing it because yeah. you want to fix anybody or something. No. Maybe talk about that. Yeah. What, yeah. Tell me some of the things you do to play as well. It's, it's so obvious to me why I'm here. Mm. Beyond what it appears on the surface and, and I'm going to use words to illustrate that's pointing to something, which is I'm here to hold space so that love can be seen. And that shows up in a number of different ways. But I'm, I'm here to hold space so that I, which then invites others, to be still and see the love that's already here. That it's not lacking. And... There's so many beautiful ways that gets to happen. Mm. Whether it's smiling to, to someone on the street, right? Could you see how a little smiles and a holding space for love to be seen? Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I, I often point to the, the opportunity of being human is to discover something beautiful on the inside of what you are and then share it with the world. Mm. Yeah, discover the beauty on the inside of what you are and then share with the world. Yeah. yeah. Rather than this attitude of trying to take from the world. Yeah. Because that can only come from lack. Right. Which says there's no beauty in me. Yeah. Which doesn't see yourself clearly. And so one of my great plays um, is to invite people to connect with that beauty, to see that beauty more clearly. And then to be profoundly honest about it without ascribing limitation to it. Mm. Right? Because in, in, you know, so, some of the work I do with people individually, it's, it's about four things. It's seeing your value. Being your value. Communicating your value. And then sharing your value. Mm. And it's... It's very practical in, in the world that we live, right? Because we think, well, if I just do what I love to do, how am I going to make money? Big well, one. You don't understand that this is about value, right? Money is simply an exchange of value. Yeah. And it's so stupid simple that if you, if you really saw your own value and you honored that value by being that value, right? And I mean like showing up as if that was true, mm -hmm. right? As if your value is true, mm -hmm. right? Like, it's not that I have a responsibility to share this insight. I have an opportunity to share this insight. But in order for me to show up in a way that's valuable, 
I also need to be a certain way, right? Like I need to honor my time. I need to honor my resources. You know what? It's almost like in one way, it's like I need to be responsible, but it's, it's not a burden of responsibility. It's like, oh shit, this is for real, mm. right? Like when you see, because again, I haven't, you know, done anything to receive this gift, which some people think is nonsense. So <laughs> gift is relative. <laughs> and so it, it's a gift that's been given. And everyone has this sort of gift. Yes. And the only reason it's been given is because it wants to be shared. And so who am I to waste my life not sharing it? Exactly. Which means who am I to hide from the world and not share this gift? Who am I to waste my days doing bullshit when really life is asking me to go to work, mm. right? To be of service. Yes. And that's the being. And we have so many creative ways of hiding, right? Which is really just denying our own spirit. Like we talked about earlier with relationships, often people try and hide in relationships, become busy doing the relationship, yeah. thinking that that's the point, and it's not. And then beyond the being is the communicating the value. And this is where business becomes exponentially easier. And it's a skill set. When you're able to effectively communicate the value of what you do, making money is so easy. Right. That it's not a concern. Right. It's like it's not something you try. If you can communicate value, then people give you money right not from a place of lack and fear but in a place of deep appreciation mm. and then sharing that value do you i don't know if you notice this but do you know how much content i have that's free well most of it <clears throat> yeah it's 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 ridiculous <laughs> i mean i've received all your free content yeah there's 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 so much that i'm constantly just giving and giving and giving yes and what I see a lot of people doing is they're so scared to give, afraid that they won't get paid. Yes. And I think especially as time continues to go on, um, this lack mentality is going to be amplified um, and be more of a disaster. I think it already is. Yeah. Like right now with the inflation and everything's yeah. happening, I mean, it's coming to the surface now. Yeah. People are holding on like never before. Yeah. And, and all of that is communicating, you know, to the universe that there's not enough. Yes. Um, but when you just give and give and give, you will stumble upon some people who just want to support you. Yeah. And, you know, it comes in a way that, uh, is unanticipated, unexpected, but it comes. Well, we're going into the gift now. I mean, I've been living in the gift for 10 years. I told you this a few times and that was really when love hit me. It was like, how can love can't have a price tag per se? Yeah. It can't have a fixed price tag. There's no, there's no paywalls or barriers to love. It can't be because it's yeah. our very being. So I started to explore like how to just give, right? But there, I went through waves, no, where yeah. I gave and I'm like, oh my God, nothing was coming back in the beginning. You know, it was like I was getting caught up in my own beliefs about money and <clears throat> lack and scarcity. 
And then, as you say, once you start just to give and you don't put the paywalls, then it comes, but it comes in, a, in very miraculous ways and unexpected ways. Yeah. You know, recently I was given a car, you yeah. know, and, and people are like, well, how, how the hell was you given a car? It's like, well, it's not necessarily coming from the giving that I just give to that one being. It's may, maybe coming from the giving I gave whenever. I don't know when I gave, but it's coming in, no? And that's, yeah. the, the, it comes, it can come in somebody giving you a place to stay. It's a multi different ways that you're just supported so much yeah. and is that what you're pointing to that's kind of well, yeah. how, how i yeah how i've way. been receiving it and money being one way that people can support you yeah freely yeah yeah and then also i mean the nature of giving is empty of looking for return right and so if we're giving hoping something comes back yes we've missed the point exactly <laughs> it's not right. unconditional right you can't hack it, yeah. Right. It's like, oh, okay. Well, if I give, then I'll receive. No, yeah. you're missing the point. Yeah. To to truly give, you give because you recognize you have an abundance. Mm. And if you think you don't have an abundance, you're not seeing clearly. Mm. Because all of life is abundance. There's only abundance. And so, if you're not seeing it, you're not seeing life. You're seeing your nonsense, and thinking your nonsense is reality. And so the more you get in touch, again, with life and self beyond all the noise, you find an extraordinary well of value. My screen's going to turn off. You find an extraordinary well of value that's waiting to be shared. But again, it invites us to surrender the nonsense, stop wasting time, stop hiding and then being open to it. And then the more you give, the more you will be given so you can give more. Yeah. And that becomes the whole play. The whole opportunity is, oh, shit, I'm not here to get because I already have everything. Yeah. I'm here to give. <laughs> I'm here to give. Not here. What can I get? I say at the beginning of my retreat, sometimes I say, please, if you're sat here to, to come to get something from me, you're in the wrong place. Yeah. What are you here to give? Yeah. What are you bringing to this group? Yeah. Because it's not about what you're going to get from me. I might share with you some practices and tools, but yeah, you're bringing, you're bringing, you're bringing your yourself. And then there's also there there's the very playful human practicality in business of products and services. Yes. And I just did a video on this called um, "How Much to Charge: um, Practical Advice for Solopreneurs." Because it's also an issue I see people have a lot, like how much do I charge? Yeah, I've had that struggle along yeah. the way. And so if anybody wants to watch that, just get in touch with me and I'll send it to you. Um, and it, it really speaks to that this isn't an issue of how much, it's an issue of what's practical, right? Like in order for me to do what I do in the highest way to do it, yeah. how much do I need to charge? Right. Right. You need an X amount of money to make yeah. that happen, right? Yeah. It's like, okay, I've got employees that help me do what I do. Yeah. They got to be paid, right? I got to pay for all this equipment. That's got to be paid for. Yeah. I have to pay for all this time of creating free content. That's totally. got to be paid for. Yeah. Right? And so you you find out very quickly that in order for me to be focused, in order for me to not have to run around putting out fires, Right, because I'm in lack. <laughs> right, um, 
in order for me to do what I do at the highest level, then this is what I need to charge. And okay, I'll work with a few people who can pay this, which allows me a bunch of other time to create free content for everyone else. Exactly. Yeah. And the people you create free content for, some people will bitch and complain about how much you charge for X, Y, Z. Yeah. And let them see what they see. Yeah. Because to some people, this is not a lot of money. Yeah. For other people, holy shit. And it's like, it's just irrelevant. It is what it is. It's practical. Beautiful. Yeah. But, and again, when you really see the value of what you do, the price doesn't matter. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's, it's just not even a question. Yeah. Because even, um, the numbers can't really no. justify it anyway. We're no. playing with numbers based on the system that's been created, right? With yeah. commerce. And furthermore, because it's so invaluable, the price you have is silly. Yeah. Yeah. Charles Eisenstein says, like, on all of his, he lives in that way as well with the gift. And he says, you know, no amount that I could put on this would really, you know, justify what yeah. it is. So, so how can I? And if I do, it's, you know, we're still not even playing into what this, what these gifts are that we're sharing. Yeah. And that's the same, that's the same thing that you're pointing to. But I love that you've done something like this because I find in, especially in this, I don't even want to label it as the kind of realms that we're in, but in this, uh, self-inquiry realm there's still moving into so much competitiveness and I would call it let's say old uh, <laughs> I don't want to say well I say paradigm but old ways of doing exchange feeding into these uh, uh, so-called uh, new ways but just playing the same the same thing no which is kind of fear-based marketing and yeah. it's very scary for people and we don't need to go too much into that today we're getting into the practicals but I noticed that it's the same dialogue coming from lack and scarcity yeah. that's then creating a fearful expression of kind of subtle manipulation to get people to buy yeah. and and I, and I think from this model that you're talking about it's not needed because if if you trust in your value you know that you will receive yeah but then also i guess there there's an opportunity put it put it this way if if you're a pianist right and you play the piano and you have a passion for it you can just play and it would be nice and cute and that's fine but there's also a do a degree of focus that can take it to the next level. It's like, oh shit, I could really up my game, right? Right, playfully in my piano playing, which adds more value, mm. right? And again, more value given is more value received, right? And so, just like in the game of products and services, you can up your game with increasing your skill set in communicating value. Right. Being able to articulate why this is valuable, why someone might be interested in this rather than just saying, here's what I do. Right. And putting up a website and hoping people see your value. It doesn't work that way. Mm -hmm. You have to be able to communicate. Beautiful. That's beautiful for me, as always. This is for me, yeah. this uh, podcast, because it's what you said earlier as well about up in game. But it's uh, it's perfect for wh where I'm at. One, I'm passionate about communication anyway, but passionate about communication and supporting others to be able to communicate and to love themselves, which is my passion, my offering. And at the same time, how to 
uh, yeah, communicate that value in a more in a more clear way. Because I still meet people and they, they say to me, "What do you, you know? What do you do?" Yeah. You know, that means that some people have no clue, yeah. <laughs> which means I'm not communicating clearly yeah. based on what I'm sharing in the yeah. world. Yeah, because there's different projects happening, and it's like you know, what how can they receive it? And a lot of the stuff that comes to me actually is word of mouth, where which is also beautiful because people receive something beautiful and they want to tell their friends, and then they, you know they they come, which is lovely. But if you want to expand, in my case. I do want to expand and share my value with the world. What you're saying there is getting really practical on those things is important because you just changed my perspective right now because I was thinking, ah, yeah, putting on the prices of these people that I want to pay as staff, that increases to thousands of money per month that's needed, thousands of pounds or euros. Right. And if I'm going to do this well, right, then let's do it well. Yeah. And if there's real value there, right? And this is, it's so stupid, simple. If, if it's actual real value, then there will be other people who see the value. Yes. Which means it can function. Yes. But I first have to see the value, which is to see the value in the other people that I'm working with. Mm-hmm. Right. But then I also have to step up myself, right? I have to show up now. Which is why we get so good at making excuses Mm. about why it can't work, Mm. right? It keeps us safe. Back to the safety. Mm -hmm. When really it's all incredibly possible, the question is, are you willing to show up? Are you willing to even look in that direction? Are you willing to fail, right? Are you willing to say yes to something and then have it totally not go how you thought it was going to go so it can become what it was actually meant to become, Hmm. which is not your special project to make you feel important, but a project that gives life back to life. In service to life Mm -hmm. as life. Yeah. And and actually that, that... To access that point is going back to this whole beautiful conversation today, this play that we've been on. Because if you're accessing those points that we've touched on beyond everything we've shared today, you're going to tap into what I would say is your real offering, your, your, your more authentic value because you're feeling it now. And then as tigers, as you just described, that's going to be easier to articulate yeah. because even as today, as I've been brought back to notice those little misunderstandings again, I, I'm, I'm rekindled to, you know, these moments over the last 12 years where, you know, love has been leading me home. Mm-hmm. And today I'm again like, wow, you know, plugged into that value. Yeah. So the more that we're coming back home to this place that you've described today, all this other stuff will will seem um, insignificant. Mm-hmm. You know, we won't need to get into the big talk of whether this is going to sell or not sell. You know, all of that is nonsense. Playing from still that that realm of lack and and um, lies and illusion, right? Yeah, yeah? It, it, is that is that is that um, that's woven in, right? Yeah. So it feels very enriching to. So it's also this invitation into awareness. Because if we're listening, as you've said today and pointing too many times, we need to look inside first yeah. rather than going out and go, because most people may retort to this and go, yeah, but I need to pay my rent next month, you know, and, and I, again, that's perfect. And I honor those beings where they feel that they don't even have time, which is part of the story, to listen, to go inside. Yeah. Yeah. Which is adorably <laughs> fascinating. <laughs> Ah, uh, brother. Woof. 
like I don't have time to honor the truth of what I am. Yeah. Until you break down and you'll be forced. And so it's important to recognize what's actually important. And fundamentally what's important is you take care of you. Because if you can't take care of you, how are you going to take care of others? And so many people run around, you know, thinking they have to do this and have to do that, but they're not taking care of the one that's doing this and doing exactly. that. And so you're not even doing this and doing that at an optimal level. It's like you're half-assing it. Yeah. And so your value output is piss poor. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, you're winging it. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's not... I mean, again, you're, you're free and that's fine, but it's not maximizing the value output. It's like we can take care of yourself, get clear and focused, and then maximize the value that you share. And if you do that, it can't not come back to you. It just, it can't. Yeah, which is so lovely because it just weaves around to self-love and you can only, you know, you can only give to the extent that you've given to yourself. Yeah. And that, you know, this, and I know on this, uh, this podcast, but those of you listening and, and listen regularly, I know we always come back to this, but I hope that you're getting another, another point and another beautiful perspective today from Tiger and this conversation that we've shared, because you might go, yeah, okay, I know that I've heard it, but you ain't heard it yeah. till, you, <laughs> till you've heard it or, you know, because if you're still playing out the same way, then we're not really listening. Yeah. And yeah, isn't that amazing how it's like you can hear something and for you it goes so incredibly deep and for another person they're like, that's a cute little spiritual line. Right. Right? There's, it just doesn't penetrate. Yeah. And that's fine. And it, it'll penetrate when it's time to penetrate. Yeah. But here's the thing. If it penetrates, take action. Right? Don't, don't be inspired and then let it just pass. Right. Be inspired and then get radically honest with yourself. Like, holy shit, I'm wasting time here. I'm wasting money here. I'm distracting myself here. Holy shit. And just be honest. Not that you have to change it, but just be honest yes. with yourself. Boom. Boom. You know, man, this is like I'm getting I'm getting the ultimate uh, uh, mirror today because this just happened recently with me with the addiction to social media. Yeah. Like this woman put up this uh, post about this masterclass and I checked into it and she asked a whole heap of questions. And I was like, I'm wasting way too much time on here. And I'm not even wasting much time, Tiger. Like yeah. based on, because I create, I'm not just a consumer, I create, right? So some of my stuff is putting stuff out there, no question. But I started to go, look, what am I doing? Why am I checking this again? Why am I here? Yeah. This is not new. This is like kind of the last three years is creeping up. But I had to get stuck, honest, radical, honest with myself. Yeah. And this woman, bless her, um, you might have seen it posted on my Instagram. Her name's Laura Bolton. Please check out her masterclass. Um, but it was just some simple questions. And, it's, you know, people say masterclass. It's not even about a masterclass. It's just like whatever you call it. Just these questions were giving me a great inquiry to go, hey, you know, let me reassess my relationship to going on these apps. Yeah. Because are they really, am I really offering value? And are they really giving me back value? Which yeah. is what you're pointing to. Yeah. And that's the radical honesty. And it's not easy. And then I have to look at that again. But as you said, with the radical honesty, I can then go, holy shit. No, that stops. Let me put my focus here. Let me bring more attention here. Yep. 
So this is, uh, I hope this is landing for you listening, but this is rich. Yeah. Because there's so, isn't it? I don't know if you've come across this. I'm guessing you have, but there's kind of this divide sometimes around the whole money side of things now. And it's like, you know, doing good work, blah, 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 but feeling resentful and despondent and, you know, disappointed. And then there's this like step into it. But the way you're pointing to it today kind of gives it this, this fullness of coming into the wholeness and then just showing up and forgetting the noise of all the, you know, the other yeah. stuff. Just show up in your wholeness and your value, your integrity and and play and offer what it is you want to offer. Yeah. Yeah. Be focused. Be yeah. clear. Yeah. Be intentional. Yeah. And communicate. I'm just going to reiterate this, but communicate the value. Yeah. Now communicate what it is that you're uh, offering through your actions and through how you uh, express yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Get get good at um, communicating through writing. And, and being able and you know what, there's such an art to this where you communicate your value without trying to communicate your value, right? It's like you don't communicate your value because you think you should communicate your value. You recognize your value and then you do what you're here to do. And then that translates into communicating your value. But yet there's tweaks and things you can do differently to do what you do that makes it more obvious about what your value is. Yeah. You know, rather than unintentionally just yeah. doing stuff. Yeah, but what you're doing is pointing back to that, what we spoke about today, the self, yeah. the self-love coming back into here, yeah. realizing that you are the source of that, yeah. isn't it? Because otherwise people might listen and go, oh, well, I'll just start telling people tomorrow on my post, I offer this, I offer this, yeah. I offer this. That's right? the worst thing you can do. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> no, but it's, I'm glad you brought it back because people are like, yeah, great, side, thanks. That's good. I'm going to go and just tell people, hey, I offer value here, here, and here. That's not what we're talking about, right? No. The, it's, it's the beingness yeah. It's your beingness. Yeah. How are you being? And and don't you notice that there's just this intrinsic energy that when you meet someone who knows their worth and value, you don't need them to tell you. Exactly. And the moment they they tell you, it diminishes <laughs> your perception of their worth and value. It's like again, that's why you know the first step is to see it. Right. Is, is to see it in such a way that it's inherent, that it's a holy shit moment. I know exactly what I'm here. I know what I'm good at. And I know what people appreciate about me. So I'm going to do that. I'm going to double down and do that. And then you embody that energy. Mm, beautiful. <clears throat> well, Tiger, here we are. Still. Still. <laughs> Still. Here now. Still. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm curious how you're feeling. And just like I'm feeling there's a beautiful journey we've been on here and a lot for the for those listening to to absorb and feel. And just tuning into how you're feeling in this moment and if you feel there's anything that we want to express. <clears throat> I'm feeling super pumped, man. I'm just so excited to be alive. And to to do what I do. It's like my mind is blown that this is what I get to do, mm. which is I get to do what I love most. And somehow, some way, it, it's supported. It's just, it's mind blowing, especially the contrast. Like if I was in school and I told the counselors, 
I just want to write poetry all day, right? I just want to love on people. I want that to be my job. And they say, that's not practical. Yeah. Yeah. Pick something from this list. Yes. Yeah. And that is just not the landscape of life. The landscape is to play, but you have to figure out what your play is and stop playing stupid games. Stop playing other people's games. Find out the game that you're here to play. And play it well. Yeah. And again, play it well, right? Like become a student of it. That's what I enjoy. It's like as much as I'm a student to my own landscape of awareness, I'm also a student of the world, right? Like how do people function, right? Like how does this program work, right? How does, how can this program help me do what I'm able to do rather than getting frustrated with not knowing the program? So I'm not going to figure it out. No, I'll sit down for 10 hours and just figure it out. And now I've got this new skill set that helps me do what I do. Right. And again, that's such a willingness to fail. I love failing. I love failing because you learn so much. It's so interesting that we have this fear of failing. And I think it's one of those misunderstandings that help us hide. Yeah, totally. That's what I just said earlier. No, I went into yeah. this whole failure, failure vibe because you think it's the victim and yeah. like nothing's been a failure, right? The, nothing's been a failure. The 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 message of failure that's painful is it means I'm not enough. Yes. Right. That's the whole issue with failure. Right. Right. What if that's not true? Yeah, because it's not true. <laughs> no. And you even hear like you hear like the Wright brothers that that, that you know created the planes. No, yeah. how many times did they fail? How many times? You know, we know this sense of like you go to the gym. There's that funny saying in the gym: right? you pump your muscle to failure. Yeah. And when you get to failure, you get growth. Yeah. Yeah. So actually, even the body and even the you know the the world itself is showing us there is no failure. So if I if I pump to failure, then is that success? Ah. Uh, yeah. Failure is to succeed. Mm. If you fail, you are succeeding. Mm. Right? And it's like, for anyone who's successful, they've just failed more than you have. Yes. Very simply. Very, very simply. The only real failure, playfully, is to not fail willingly. Because then you have zero chance of success. Which so beautifully goes to what we said earlier about the, if you're not willing to go on the adventure. Exactly. If you don't go on the adventure, you won't go through the safety, the illusion of safety. Yep. And that's what failure is. Yep. Failure is saying go through. Mm-hmm. Same thing. Beautiful. Yeah. And when, as you clarify the nonsense, you know, as you see, holy shit, that's just so not true. I've been avoiding failure my whole life and it's irrelevant. Right. And again, more than I've been avoiding it, I've been using it as an excuse to deny my own heart. Right. I've been creating this bullshit story. Sure, you can blame it on society or whatever. But really, I'm the one that affirmed that. I affirm that failure means X, Y, Z about me to help me hide. Yes. And so I've been denying the gift that I've been given through using this silly idea about failure that I now see through. I have no more excuses. Yeah. No. Yeah, I can't hide behind any more excuses. No. 
it's it it becomes obvious that I'm I'm actually here on purpose. Yeah. And then if I have, you know, all this turmoil and suffering in my experience, it becomes so much obvious, more obvious why. Yeah. And potentially from that realization, solutions can can present themselves. Yeah. Yeah, because again, it's an opening, right? It's like as I'm opening up to see it, I'm also opening up to receive opportunity. I'm opening up to receive direction, support. But if you're closed off to it, then you're unconsciously or consciously just pushing away support and opportunity. And again, most people, they're waiting for the path to be seen before they start walking. Hmm. Right? Because that keeps them safe. Yes. Right? I want to know what's going to happen. Yeah. Once I know what's going to happen, then I'll take the step. Right. That is not life. That's not how it works. Life responds to your faith. Mm. To you stepping out into the unknown because it's important. Mm. You stepping out into the unknown because it's true. And then let life come and show the way step by step. Full trust. Full trust. Right? Because again, you step out because you know it's true. Mm. Right? You you know it's true what your purpose is. You don't know where it's going. Right? Where it's going is irrelevant. What's true is what's on purpose. So it doesn't matter where it goes. Right. What matters is what I'm here to do. That's the prize. The prize is to be what I am, not to end up somewhere. Wherever you end up, it's going to disappear. It's all going to disappear. Yeah. The point is to be alive. Yeah, be alive now. Be alive now. Be alive now. Which is to, to be the realness of you alive. You know, a lot of people are like, well, be alive. That's not very ex- exciting. You don't even know who you are, man. No. You don't even know what's inside of you waiting to come out. Once you realize that, it's like, oh, shit. And then that vibration comes, right? Right. It's like, I got to do something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You, 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 that's when you're taken. Yeah. That's, that's when you're taken. That's when in experiences that I've had where I, you know, I, lo- I, I, I try to describe what happened, but I say, oh, it's like love kicked me up the ass and said, hey, dude, you ain't going that way. Yeah. You're going this way. Right. And and I had no clue what was happening. Right. I'm just you know, I'm trying to find terminologies or listen to people's stories and go, oh, I'm, I'm having this experience. I'm not. I don't, I don't know. I'm just I'm here now. I'm now I'm recording conversations with amazing beings and I'm getting to meet amazing beings. OK, <laughs> this is where I am. You know, if you'd have asked me 20 years ago, if I'm going to be sat here. Yeah, how the hell could I, I wouldn't have known. Mm-mm. And I love what Alan Watts says. He says, if you could dream up the most phenomenal, magnificent dream you could ever dream right now you still couldn't dream the one that you're having. Yeah. Like, wake up to the real dream, you know, of who you are, right? And I love that. No, that's, what you're, that's what the aliveness you're pointing yeah. to. And, <clears throat> yeah, and there's just this, this thing that you've been saying a lot recently, and it's just come alive and play. And, and I, I love that the, the journey of this awareness, let's call it awakening if you want to call it, but awareness is that it, it brings you back to the interconnectedness that creation is play. 
Yeah. But creation is playing with us all the time, yeah? yeah. And I just want to weave that l- little bit in. I, I know we're coming to an end now, but I got excited again. You've taken me on. I asked you how you're feeling, and I'm gone again now. We're in another, like, we're in another wave. I don't know if you ever go to Five Rhythms Dance. Do you ever go to Five Rhythms? Oh, it's been years. Yeah, but yeah. so you know they have, like, waves, right? And yeah. then they bring another wave back. That's what it's like with you yeah. today. Oh, yeah, we're yeah. waving again. <laughs> but, yeah, I just wanted to, to bring that in. And maybe if, if you feel complete but maybe you can just uh you know the post you shared the other, i'm just repeating all your posts today on, on some level but the one where i want you to end where you share about the temporiness and that nobody's going to remember you anyway oh goodness is that a good place to yeah. first to close can you can you go there the illusion of legacy <laughs> that's a buzz theme isn't it <laughs> to have a legacy as if something's going to go on and continue. And, you know, you know, on a small scale and a large scale, it's all going to disappear. You know, what does it matter if it all disappears in a thousand years or 10,000 years? It's all going to disappear. It's like, I want to hold on 10 years after I'm dead, right? 20 years after I'm dead. And it's so interesting how we want ourselves to survive or live on after we die in the minds of other people. But yet the mind of other people have nothing to do with you. (laughs) Everyone just creates a character for you that's filtered through their own character. that has nothing to do with you. There's nothing that's going to survive. Like, after you, you're you're done here, it's all complete unknown. Regardless of whatever story you believe in, you don't know that. It's all complete unknown. Again, there's nothing to hold on to. Even in that. The only thing you actually have is this life. How you got here? I don't fucking know. Where you're going? I don't fucking know. What matters is, is you're here. And when you get present, and I could just feel it now it's like holy shit this is amazing it's like dude we're alive yeah this is happening yeah how's this even happening yeah how's it even happening and in this happening there's this something that I am that wants to love there's this something that I am that's passionate that's interested that's curious that wants to connect that loves all of that. Something in me wants to sing, dance, and play, and explore. And that's now, and it's temporary. What are you doing? How disconnected are we from that? And we're so concerned about what somebody else thinks. We're concerned about somebody else taking it seriously. Let them take it seriously. Free other people to have their play. And you do your play. Because it's coming to an end. And you don't know when. Yeah. That's the thing. Yeah. So dig deep and find as much love as you can and give away as much as you can as soon as you can. Hmm. And then just keep doing that until you're done. (laughs) (laughs) The amazing thing is, is 
as you dig deep and find love to give away, after you give it away, you'll find more. Yeah. And more. Yeah. And more. It'll be unending. Yeah. And you're like, I can just do this for the rest of my life, whether that's another week or whether it's another 40 years. Mm. I can just keep giving away love, and that's giving away value. And if you give it away, it's coming back. Mm. Boom. Chakalaka. <laughs> Chakalaka. Ah, <laughs> oh, brava. Give me some fives. Mm. Thank you so much. You're so welcome. Really? Yeah. To be in your presence today, to, to, to look you in the eyes and not just through the screen, but yeah. to feel your, your love and to, to face what I needed to face in this conversation and for you to hold a space for that love. For sure. Is, is, a, is a great gift that I, I drink in today. I, mm-hmm. I feel a lot of, um, <clears throat> yeah, I feel a lot of shift and, and softness and spaciousness. Um, and I knew today would be special. Like every day. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's just divinely designed as always. Yeah. Everybody knows that they listen to me. I'm always banging on about divine design, but it's divinely designed. Yeah. And, uh, and, you, and you've, you, me, I'm an, I'm an, I've been able to drink that trust through being in your presence. Yeah. Because I, I welcome that in as you've let me realize me. Yeah. I choose this. And it's not you. And you're letting me realize that. I'm choosing this. Yeah. And by you being you, uh, you're allowed, you've allowed me that today. It's awesome. So thank you so much. Thanks for showing up. Mm. <sighs> Thanks for watching. Yeah. Or listening. Yeah. Thank you all for watching, listening, whichever way you've received this, whatever platform, please just, you know, I don't even need to tell you, you know, if you've resonated with this, you're going to find what you need to find and, or the links will be where they usually are and just uh, follow the follow the, the the adventure. I have no clue what I'm going to call today's podcast. You will find out if you got this far, but follow the adventure might be one of them. Thank you all so much. Ciao. Thank you for listening to another episode of Simon Transparently. This podcast is a call to action, a call into sovereignty, a call to speak our truth and love ourselves fiercely, and for us all to rise up together as love. If you are resonating with my offerings, you can support me by becoming a patron, for which I would be deeply grateful, and you can access more of my content at simontransparently.com. This is our time to rise.